Hey, thanks for downloading the podcast. If you want to listen live, all you have to do is download the iHeartRadio app and search for Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Also, if you want to catch this show on video, be sure to check out Zumo TV, channel 719. That's where you can find SportsGrid's Fantasy Sports Network. Enjoy the show, and thanks so much for listening. I got a little news for you. It's the news update on Make It Rain. Good morning, Joe. Good morning, Dane. I'm Alex Fasano with your Make It Rain news update. Another wild week in the NFL, guys. But before we recap some games, really quickly, congratulations to Frank Gore. He is now the NFL's third all-time leading rusher, passing Barry Sanders. He finished with 65 yards on the day yesterday to go third of all time in NFL rushing yards. I don't know if anybody's ever going to catch Emmitt Smith. Uh, but he's about 1,500 yards behind Walter Payton. So, I don't know, a, a miracle season from Gore. No. And the reason why, though, also, Alex, is because the NFL now is such a passing league mm-hmm. 100%. that no young back is going to be able to accumulate the number of seasons. You know, when you talk about the passing league and the idea of player safety, oh yeah, right? No running back in this day and age in the NFL in a passing league or with the opportunity to play for as long that accumulate – uh, enough to crack that top five. I think the only thing close enough will be uh, Christian McCaffrey, the total scrimmage yards record that he had. The for, scrimmage yards. Yeah, scrimmage thing, yards, because right? he can do both. A run game. You don't have guys like nope. that anymore. No Jim Browns, no fun. no Emmett Smiths, yeah. no no. A guy, even a guy like Zeke Elliott, let's say, right, mm-hmm. who has legitimately led the NFL Absolutely. in rushing. I think every year he's been in the league healthy. Right. He's just not going to play long enough mm-hmm. these days. You know, yeah. you got in here knowing about contracts and stuff like that. He won't he won't play 15 years. Exactly. Yeah, it's, it's a tall order, it's a tall order. So uh, we'll see. But either way, congratulations to Frank Gore. Well deserved the Iron Man of the NFL. All right, let's recap some games, guys. Uh, one game I want to highlight the Cleveland Browns taking down the Miami Dolphins 41 to 24. Baker Mayfield finishing with 327 yards, three touchdowns, only one pick. Nick Chubb. He's doing great, guys. 24-21 carry, excuse me, 106 yards, one touchdown. Your boy Kareem Hunt, Joe Ranieri, got in the end zone as well, 37 yards mm-hmm. and a score. Uh, mm-hmm. Jarvis Landry, 10 catches, 148 yards, two touchdowns, two touchdowns for Jarvis Landry. What a day. On the other side, Ryan Fitzmagic on his birthday, 214 yards, two touchdowns, but two interceptions. He actually r- led the uh, Dolphins in rushing 45 yards uh, on five carries. And Devontae Parker, you guys, I think, Dane, you mentioned him a couple times during Pro Football Today. Six catches for 91 yards. Yeah, he got 91 yards. His prop bet, I believe, was 58 and a half. He went over his receptions as well. There you go. So we got to listen to these guys. They'll give you all the, the good tips and tricks. During, we crushed uh, prop bets, yes. We crushed it, absolutely. All right, let's go to the New Orleans Saints taking on the Carolina Panthers in a shootout, 34-31. to 31. Drew Brees, 30 of 39 passing, 311 yards, three touchdowns, one interception. Latavius Murray got involved, 64 yards on seven carries and a score. Michael at You Can't Guard Mike Thomas, 10 catches, 101 yards and a score. Jared Cook in getting in the end zone as well, 99 yards and a score. On the other side, though, the Panthers, Kyle Allen, 256 yards, three touchdowns, but he got sacked four times. Christian McCaffrey doing his part yet again, 22 carries, 64 yards, and a score. But he caught nine passes for 69, nice, yards, and a touchdown. DJ Moore had a great game, 126 yards, and two touchdowns on six catches. Guys, the New England Patriots taking on the Dallas Lattimore Cowboys. There. Yeah, I know, exactly. On but DJ Moore. On DJ Moore, another one. But, uh, guys, New England Patriots, you, you're saying it's the default. The Patriots and Bill Belichick, Tom Brady, 13-9 over the Dallas Cowboys. Sorry, Venmo Bryan in the pit. Tom Brady finishes hey, with 100. Covered, 
They did cover. They did cover, but they did end up losing. It's tough to, tough to win in Foxborough, so we'll see what happens uh, down the stretch. But Tom Brady, 190 yards, one touchdown. That, that offense is vulnerable, guys. Uh, really, really thanks to that defense, the New England Patriots defense, holding them in this game. Sonny Michelle, 85 yards on 20 carries. Julian Edelman finishes with 93 yards on eight catches. Dak Prescott, though, 212 yards, no touchdowns, one interception. Zeke Elliott trying to do his part, 86 yards on 21 carries. Randall Cobb led the team with 86 yards and four catches Sunday night football guys the San Francisco 49ers they might be for real I know you guys keep talking about the Seahawks and the Vikings and the Saints but this is the 49ers at 10 and 1 right now they took down a very good Green Bay Packers team uh Jimmy Garoppolo 253 yards two touchdowns Raheem Mostert led the way in rushing with 45 yards on six carries and a score uh George Kittle you're questionable throughout the week. He's nursing an injury. Well, he finished with 129 yards on six carries and a touchdown. Debo Samuel got into the end zone as well. Well, the Packers shut down Aaron Discount Double Tech Rodgers, 104 yards, one touchdown. Tim Boyle got involved, actually, at 15 yards, three for four passing. Uh, Jamal Williams led the way, 45 yards on 11 carries. Green Bay receiving yards, Devontae Adams. Who else? 43 yards, seven catches. And a score, Jamal Adams also got involved, 35 yards on seven catches. Monday night football, guys, the Baltimore Ravens, Lamar Jackson, your MVP favorite, three-and-a-half-point favorites over the Los Angeles Rams. Rams are plus 168 on the money line, and the over-under is 47-and-a-half. Let me get a player prop for you guys. Lamar Jackson rushing yards, 65-and-a-half against the Los Angeles Rams defense. I'm going to be contrarian and say under the Rams okay. run defense is no joke. I think that's a big reason why I'm actually on the Rams tonight. They're playing for a playoff spot, too. You guys were talking about it before. They want to stay relevant. They have to make a statement. This will be it against a tough Ravens team. All right, that about does it for me. Going to send it back to Dane and Joe on Make It Rain, helping you win some cash this Monday morning. You're listening to the Sports Grid Network. Let it rain! You remember the class where I taught y'all how to make it rain? Make it rain. Dollar, dollar bills, y'all. All right, here we go. Hour two, make it rain on the grid. Sportsgrid.com. Want to welcome you in. Thank you very much for stopping by as we take a look. Monday night football tonight. Bringing Week 12 to a close, a week in which, well, it was uh, it was kind of interesting. It culminated last night with the 49ers running over the Green Bay Packers, destroying them 37-8. to They covered as a three-and-a-half-point favorite, thus saving uh, many, many sports books around the country a whole lot of money as uh, the Green Bay Packers were an overwhelming public favorite there in that game. Uh, But it didn't matter because uh, they could have played the game five times. It wouldn't have made a difference. The Packers weren't scoring enough points to either cover one or two, hit the over, which was uh, 48. So the under hits last night, pushing it once again, Dane, to uh, something we've been preaching for uh, all season long, prime time unders Sunday night. Monday nights, Thursday nights. Yep, they are under, guys, and they are under to the tune of 67%. Happened on Thursday night, we watched an under. Happened again last night, Sunday night, we got an under. And will we tonight at 46 and a half get ourselves yet a third under of the week? Uh, I can tell you this, the weather yesterday uh, proving to be 
a whole lot of a problem, and it's going to be like that moving on because of the games that featured at least double-digit wins, 7-1 and one to the under yesterday. The only one that didn't was in Cleveland with the Browns and the Dolphins, but every other game, even though the sun was shining, the wind was howling uh, at Washington there, at Chicago, at MetLife, in the Bills. Eagles, uh, Patriots, and of course the uh, the Steelers and Bengals. All of those games hit the under, Dane. All of them, at minimum, had at least 10 mile per hour sustained winds happening. It's a problem, and it's definitely something that you need to look at moving forward for the rest of the season. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I think we say it all the time. People usually think it's rain, but it's not rain. It's wind. Yeah. Okay. That actually impacts stuff. They can Big get their time. footing and all. It's the wind over the rain, so keep an eye on that for the weather moving forward. Yep. Unders, huge day yesterday, 8-4. and Will it continue tonight? We'll break the game down. Coming up next on The Grid, sportsgrid.com. DailyRoto.com. Learn from the game's best DFS players. We don't just give you premier advice. We play every day. All major sports, all year round, we never stop. Industry-leading DFS tools and custom projections. And now, the DailyRoto.com Optimizer. In minutes, build and optimize lineups for cash games and tourneys. Learn from the game's best DFS players. Join DailyRoto.com. You know, you know, the problem is trying to make people, you know, let it rain. And, uh, you know, that requires taking a look at the wind, making sure yesterday, if you if you would have followed it, you'd have gone seven and one sitting under just saying no need to play. What is that? Ario Speedwagon? Like what? The I hell have no was idea that? what that uh, is. Was, oh, Scorpions. That's right. Yes. It was Not my actually, genre, Joe. Not my yeah, genre. One of the worst. But Bonus does good stuff, always picking music to oh. bounce off of our. One of the worst Scorpion songs ever. Give me I, a hurricane. I don't know who give me Scorpion rock me like is. a hurricane at least. Give me a hurricane. That's wind. That's wind related. You could have given me that. Got me uh, going on. By the way, did you send my uh, see my text there that uh, Skilo is actually not in jail? He was at I did the see that. Joe. He was at the switch. <laughs> I did see that. Apparently, he I wish was, I was doing a little the bit halftime show I wish at I was the a baller. Sixers game. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. He was he was doing that. Oh no, where the hell did he come from? But Listen, he was there's in a number of people that yes. I wonder. Like we could do a whole like over <laughs> over maybe the holidays, Joe. We should do a segment like where are they now? You know, oh <laughs> or in word. February when we ain't got much like, to talk about. Kilo's in Philadelphia right now doing the halftime. At the Sixers game, but apparently nobody could hear him because the ba- his right, bass the was bass. so loud that nobody could hear any of the words he was saying. Not that you'd want to do it anyway, but yeah, and where are Gronk they now? Dancing with Lakers girls, you know. Yes. It's, halftime yeah. is always interesting. Halftimes at NBA games are not what they used to be, which was just time to get beer. Now you can't even leave because you don't know right. what hundred-year-old rapper is going to show up. Yeah, now My it's a concert. Word. Oh, damn Skilo. Wow. Um, all right. So we got uh, we got a game tonight. We also want to take a look here at some of these 
lines on Thanksgiving Thursday. So it's a busy week. And we had talked uh, a little bit about these lines last week. Let's keep an eye on it, depending on the outcome. And the first game, Bears-Lions. Dane, we uh, we saw this game well, last know. week as the Lions being a point-and-a-half favorite. And that was, of course, until the Lions threw up all over themselves and lost to Dwayne Haskins, who will get into the fact that he didn't even realize that the game wasn't over yeah. and was nowhere to be found Selfie except taking, yeah, taking selfies with uh, – yeah, he wins one game, and he, I, uh, please. Um, but the Bears now, because of their victory, although not cover, but victory, way to go, Danny Dimes. Thank you very much. Um, they are now a point-and-a-half favorite. So um, the um, the Bears are – oh, I'm sorry. It's down to a pick them here. So I'm I seeing have a Detroit pick minus a, one on FanDuel, Joe. Still? Oh, do you? Because I got Chicago I mean, that's at That's what I'm staring at now. And, yeah, there's a lot of pick them and minus one bears here. And I get it. Listen, really? you lose to the Redskins. You know, one team wins, one team loses. I get it. Uh, but that, uh, to me, that was always a pick them game anyway. So not yeah. much has changed there. The Bills-Cowboys game, uh, ironically enough, the Cowboys, they were a seven-point favorite when we talked about it. That look-ahead line last week, Dane. And they are still a seven-point favorite against the Bills, yep. who – Dismantled the Broncos 20 to three. The Cowboys lose. The total is still 44 and a half, but yet somehow the Bills, I, I thought for sure this would go under a touchdown with Dallas losing and Buffalo winning. But are you still showing seven at, uh, at Fandle? I am still showing seven, and it doesn't really surprise me. I mean, yes, the Bills won, but like they did what they were expected to do. And yes, the Cowboys lost. But they, they outperformed their number. You know what I mean? They kind of – they lost a close game to New England. They were six-and-a-half-point dogs. They lost by four. So they overperformed their number. I'm going to be interested to see. I, I can only think that this number will continue to grow as the public uh, uh, loves the Dallas Cowboys and thinks that this will be some sort of bounce, box, uh, bounce back spot. Right. I'm not sure about that. And, of course, the, uh, the Saints and Falcons, Saints winning in dramatic fashion, the Falcons uh, turning into the Falcons again yesterday. Uh, minus seven, I believe, was seven, seven and a half is what we had as a look-ahead line here, and it looks like I'm actually seeing some six and a halves too, Dane. New Orleans at six Fandles and a half. Six what are you showing? You're yeah, at six Fandles and a half. At six and Yep. Okay, so there are some sevens, but I'm starting to see a lot more six and a halves across the board. So um, I think this is going to be a – I think an adjustment is going to be made because of Atlanta losing to Tampa at home the way they did. But they are home here. It's the, it's the Thursday right. night game. And the Saints, we had told you, they – for as good as they were yesterday, there's still no excuse to have allowed at home Carolina to get back into that game the way they did. So there are still some faults there, but you've got to wonder weeks now. Ago, Atlanta dump truck New Orleans. Remember that? Yeah, I New know. Orleans, That's a, yeah. New Orleans got beat against this team like two, three weeks ago. And that line In was New Orleans. 13 and a half. Remember that right. game? That was, that was and a that 13 was and a half New point Orleans spread. as well. Yep. This, that was their first one, I believe, after the bye, right? Yes. When, yep. oh, Raheem Morris, and they and the defense looked better. I think they held them to nine points. Um, it was 26-9, I believe, and that was in New Orleans. This one in Atlanta. Now, the question is, do you believe in the the which version of the Falcons shows up, right? Did you get? And yes. I think their two-game win, win streak was a little, a little fugazi. I do think you're going to start seeing some movement in all of these games rather quickly here because of the early week, because they are they're essentially primetime games here, guys. That's what they all are. 
Um, the totals are interesting to me, too. You got 39 there in uh, in the Bears-Lions. I, I'm not sure that that's low enough. 38 you and got, a half uh, on dual. Yeah, and that's uh, in Detroit, by the way. So, yep. I don't know. If you're Driscoll, how do you how do you come back from that? Like, it's two interceptions with 60 seconds to go in a tied game. I don't know. I, 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 good luck there. Hopefully now is Stafford. I believe there was a report that Stafford is finished for the year. Is that what they're saying? Did you see that at all? I don't know if that's official, Joe. Mm-hmm. I don't know if that's official. I think we can all like I'm I'm confident in saying that's the way the story ends. But I don't know that they've declared that officially just yet, Joe. Yeah, the um, report is that Sta- I guess the Lions have discuss the possibility of uh, shutting right. Stafford down for the year, but Stafford is the one fighting it. Uh, he's right. the one who wants to get back on the field. Well, which is nice, but again, you need somebody to protect the player from the player. And uh, that would be, sure. that would be great. If you stepped they in, they just haven't because... made the move to put him on IR or anything like that just right. yet. Right. And he, he's apparently the one fighting and I get it, but you're three and seven. What are you, what are you, what are right. you doing here? There's no reason. He's for doing to, what he's if, supposed to do. He's doing right. what he's supposed he's to be, being like, I want to yeah. be out there. That's what you're supposed right. to do. And in response, yep. the team should be like, chill out, bro. Wait until next year. That's the way it should go down. I, I got to tell you, Stafford, uh, 2,500 yards, 19 touchdowns, and five picks on a year through eight games. Guys, he was on track to set some just ridiculous – I mean, one of the best seasons of his career. Talk about a dude that uh, that can sling it, man. Uh yeah, uh, it could have been a different year, uh, I think, if he would have stayed fully healthy. It might have been a little bit differently. But, again, you start losing games to Washington on the road. Yeah, all right, let me know how that works out. And not right. that Chicago's any better, but at least Chicago proved that as long as Trubisky can be mediocre, can be average, that defense allows you to be able to win games. They'll, they'll put you in a spot to be able to win games. This is a Against tough matchup. two or three win teams. Like yeah, well, yeah, yeah. Exactly. <laughs> like, that's not saying too much, though, Joe, you know? No, 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 it's not. But again, <laughs> five wins on the season. You you know, you're still you're still mathematically alive in Chicago. You got something to play for. Sure. Uh, but the Bills game to me is going to be the most interesting, man. What are we going to get from the Dallas Cowboys at home, who over the years, Dane, has not been a profitable underdog at home, right? Uh, it is a bounce back situation. They're more comfortable at home, but I don't know that that necessarily translates into victories. And Buffalo, again, the knock on Buffalo is congratulations on your eight and three schedule. You've beaten Denver, who's got three wins. The Jet, you know, they've played absolutely nobody. That right. is going to be the continued theme with Buffalo. I don't know. Does a victory against Dallas? Because a seven point, man, that is just zero respect right now for the Buffalo Bills, that, that line being at seven still. I find it interesting because I the narrative that you just said about Buffalo, like, yeah, they're getting by, but who have they beaten? We say the same thing about Dallas, Joe, right? right. They were 3-0 and early on in the season against the Giants, against Miami, against Washington. They couldn't even beat the Jets on the road, right? So the same question, I think, is there for Dallas. Who have they really beaten? Have they been able to show up against good teams? So to no. me, this is a perfect <laughs> litmus test measuring stick yep. for both teams. Yep. So I'm going to wait and hope I can get seven and a half for the Bills. And I think it'll get there. I really do think it'll get there. I think it'll get the there before. Well, then it'll 24 yards. Yeah, thank you, Bavani. Give me the little scorpions there on the way out. Very nice. Sweet. All right, we'll talk Monday Night Football seven and a half. next on The Grid. SportsGrid.com. Rocket damage. 
Want to light the lamp on DraftKings and FanDuel this NHL DFS season? Then join DailyRoto.com and learn from the best daily fantasy sports players. Get updated fantasy hockey projections for NHL DFS, line combinations, and build stacks for tournaments in the Daily Roto NHL DFS lineup optimizer. If you are playing daily fantasy hockey without using Daily Roto, you are doing it wrong. Enter the promo code ACTION for a 10% discount. That's promo code ACTION for a 10% discount. Welcome back in to the grid. It is sportsgrid.com. And of course, we want to invite you to find us on YouTube at the SportsGrid Network. All the fantasy and sports wagering advice you need all the time can be found. Subscribe today at the SportsGrid Network. Also, check us out on Instagram at SportsGridTV. And if you are a hockey fan and you feel like lighting a lamp on DraftKings and FanDuel this NHL DFS season... And you too should join DailyRoto.com and learn from the very best daily fantasy sports players. You can get updated fantasy hockey projections for the NHL DFS, line combinations, build stacks for all the tournaments in the Daily Roto NHL DFS lineup optimizer. If you are playing daily fantasy hockey without using Daily Roto, well, you're doing it wrong. Enter the promo code ACTION. Get yourself a 10% discount today. That promo code is ACTION. For a 10% discount, and keep in mind that DailyRoto.com, well, it's where millionaires are made. And we also, well, you can make a millionaire tonight, too, if you uh, take a look at Lamar Jackson taking on Jared Goff. It is the Monday night game wrapping up week 12 here. And it's an interesting game, Dane. It's it's kind of, uh, we talked about it, a little bit of a must-win situation for the Rams who... Well, listen, reinforcements are back, right? Cooks are back, uh, right? Is uh, I think they've gotten... Bobby Woods. Uh, yeah, Woods is back. They, they've got a whole lot of good things happening, and we did watch them. I don't know whether it'll continue, but they did at least take the bubble wrap off for a week or so last week against uh, uh, with uh, Gurley. And what'll be yeah. interesting, you know, like you said, they... You've been saving them for something. What the hell is it? If it ain't this game here tonight, I'm not sure. And more importantly, just his ability to be able to catch balls out of the backfield is going to be a big help to them against this team where we said it yesterday. The Jets, number one team against the run. The number two team, Aaron Donald and company tonight. And I think it's safe to say that the Baltimore Ravens are a team that likes to play from the lead. Uh, They also set up a lot of what they do from the threat of the run. The problem is when you got a guy like Aaron Donald uh, in the backfield, he kind of blows up runs. And that's what's going to be needed tonight here, Dane. They're going to need this Rams defense to make things very difficult for the running game of the Ravens. We've seen it happen a couple of times this year, but most notably, the team to do it better than anybody else was the Cleveland Browns, where... You, you force them to play from behind, and you also force Lamar Jackson to be one-dimensional. Uh, can they do that tonight, laying three points as a road favorite here tonight? Do you think the Rams have what it takes defensively to match up here? I do. Now, will they get it done is a different question. Like, But, yes, I do think they have what it takes. You know, the idea of, like you said, the second best run defense to match up against this offense with obviously Lamar and Mark Ingram, Gus Edwards and others. Right. But then the other part is, you know, 
for me, Joe, you know, that deep threat, right? Mm-hmm. Say Hollywood Brown, you got you got Jalen Ramsey there also. And if you yes. could take away Hollywood Brown as well and be decent against the run, to me, this profiles to a lot of work. You know, one of the things Lamar does well is target the tight end. Okay. Yeah. And the Rams are real strong up front, stopping the run. Good in the secondary, in my opinion, with Ramsey. And so that linebacker level is really where Lamar and the Ravens may attack. I could see a lot of these tight ends eaten tonight, a lot of this play action pass, but that might be the way to attack this Rams defense because, Joe, I do believe that uh, the Rams defense is equipped to not stop, but slow the Ravens offense. Yeah, and it's interesting because throughout the season, the the identity of the Ravens, they love to play from the lead is because mostly, Dane, they, they have been. They get off to ridiculously right. quick starts. They're averaging eight and a half points per game during the first quarter. So they are scoring right off the bat here. That's mm-hmm. the second highest total in the league. The defense is also holding and limiting opponents to just you know, two points per game in the first quarter. So they get into that second half of the quarter. They've already sent the tempo. And that's really what has worked to their advantage is they get out there and we've heard announcers saying, well, it takes them a little while to get used to Lamar Jackson. Well, the team that figured out how to get used to it rather quickly was Cleveland, a divisional rival. And the Rams are going to have to do the same thing. You're going to have to get out there and you're going to have to limit immediately what Lamar Jackson uh, does and does well. Otherwise, if they get out to a, you know, 10, nothing, seven, nothing for there, here they go again. It's the same blueprint for them over and over and over. Yep. I think that's, that's absolutely true, but the Ravens will see a different test today and moving forward, Joe, I know we're going to talk more about this game, but I'm going to take a slight tangent. We talk about these MVP odds Mm -hmm. and Lamar is even money right now, Joe. Right. It's plus 100. Russell Wilson, even though he made plays and got a win, has a second choice, is now up to plus 250, Joe. Mm. And all I'm going to say is we talk about this running game. We talk about how much everyone loves Lamar. And don't get me wrong. I also love Lamar. He's, I have shares of him in fantasy, which is helping me to the playoffs. But, Joe, at the Rams, then San Francisco, then at Buffalo, then the number one running defense in the league, the Jets. Then at Cleveland, who you just said was the only team to slow the run. That's five games in a row, Joe. That is five games in a row where the run defense they are seeing will be, you know, one of the tops in the league. Could that change these MVP numbers a little bit? I think yeah. if you like Russell, do it now. Yeah, it's probably the best you're going to get, right? The best there you're is, get. Uh, yeah, yeah. It is only like, going to get. Uh, it's only going to get better. Straight run defenses, Joe. Yep. Five straight yep. that may take a little bit of the shine off the rose. That's all I'm saying. Baltimore also been very good on the road this year. Four and one on the road uh, with a scoring margin, Dane, and this is crazy of minus 19.4. So they are not only winning and covering on the road, but they are just, they are simply blowing the doors off of people. So to me, this is about who gets off to the better start. Now the Rams, we know this year hasn't been great, right? It's taken that offense a little while to get rolling. 
Uh, meanwhile, you've got Baltimore comes out and drops, you know, seven, 14 points on you before you even know what's going on. You're like, what the hell happened? Uh, but I will say this. They've played better. They get all of those weapons back here. Right. I mean, so you're going to have Woods. You're, you're going to have Cooks now. Gurley last week had you had mentioned that they changed the whole blocking, blocking scheme, scheme there on the offensive line. So not only even against Chicago, that ferocious uh, Chicago front there, Gurley was able to get almost 100 yards. They were able to protect Goff. They gave him some time. So both of these teams are hitting each other, firing on all cylinders. Ultimately, we say this all the time, right? Player, your stars need to make plays. So which star tonight is going to make enough plays? Tom Brady made enough plays in that game last night in order to be able to uh, to beat the Cowboys. We see it time and time again. What star is going to make plays? If they can't control Aaron Donald, uh, he will take the game over. We have seen that. That's you know MVP for a reason here. This is a guy that is he is that good. And for a team that loves to run the ball, you know, you look at some of these props. What are the rushing props here for guys like Ingram tonight? What are the rushing props for Lamar Jackson here? Because if you think they're going to have success rushing the ball, well, then you probably like the over and you probably like Baltimore to cover and win, right? Because otherwise the reverse is going to be true. I mean, all of those bets are going to be correlated. If you don't think these guys get the rushing yards, you don't think they're props or you think they're going to go under, well, then you probably think the total is going to go under, and then that's going to favor the Rams. I mean, believe it or not, a lower total favors the Rams, not Baltimore in this game. Baltimore has dropped 30 points or more on their last four opponents, Dane. So it's kind of funny how roles reversed. We're talking about the Rams and an under, which is what they need, I think, in order to be able to win this game. So you talked about some of the rushing props, Joe. Uh, Ingram's is at 52.5. Ooh. So that's not a huge number, you know what I mean? So I, I'm not gonna, I'm gonna stay away from that one. Lamar is 65 and a half, and something tells me it will be the priority of Wade Phillips to limit that. Now, can he on any play break one? Mm-hmm. Yes, but I wonder will that be the focus, the priority of the Rams defense? And on the other side, Joe, I've talked about you know Gurley got 25 carries last week. Will that be the new formula with the double blocking on the guards? Um, his prop bet is 60. Two and a half, Joe. But you ask me who is going to be the MVP of this game. Much like Deshaun Jackson stretches the field and is better for the real team than fantasy, I think the return of Brandon Cooks is very important to do that because you now have Brandon Cooks. If Bobby Woods is back after the personal issue and it seems like he's trending in that direction, although McVeigh wouldn't commit to it, and Cooper Cup. Then you have what I call, again, the fantasy herd, Joe. And I know the Ravens have gotten Marcus Peters, and they like him, and they like Humphrey. But who is the third that can Mm. be on a guy like Cooper Cup? I'm thinking Gurley and Cup will be big for the Rams tonight. And they're going to need him. And um, I will say this with uh, with Ingram. A, he's got Gus Edwards stealing carries. So that's going to affect his total. He's only rushed for 52 yards or fewer five of his last six games. And you couple that in with Gus Edwards stealing some carries. And you're talking about a Rams defensive front that that limits guys to three yards per shot, uh, which is still is crazy. And the Jets are even better than that, which make which is even more mind blowing. But, you know, that's going to make it very hard for him to hit 52, 53 uh, rushing yards. He has averaged that. I mean, he hasn't gone more than 52 in five out of six. But 
I, I think the focus is going to be on stopping Lamar tonight, you know, but I they can't stop Lamar if they're not going to stop guys like Ingram and Gus Edwards. They have to control that front of the uh, line of scrimmage. And there are some people think this could be a huge shootout here tonight, though, given all the weapons back and what Lamar has done. I don't know that a shootout yeah. is going to take place here, Dane. I really don't. I agree. Yep, I agree with you. I, 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 that's why I brought up the MVP numbers. Also, I could see yep. Lamar being a little bit less than this amazing hero we all think he is tonight. Just for tonight. Yep. Yep. All right, we'll take a look. Uh, we'll take a look at this. We'll yep. start making it rain for you. Want to light the lamp on DraftKings and FanDuel this NHL DFS season? Then join DailyRoto.com and learn from the best daily fantasy sports players. Get updated fantasy hockey projections for NHL DFS, line combinations, and build stacks for tournaments in the Daily Roto NHL DFS lineup optimizer. If you are playing daily fantasy hockey without using Daily Roto, you are doing it wrong. Enter the promo code ACTION for a 10% discount. That's promo code ACTION for a 10% discount. So it's uh, kind of crazy, uh, Dan. Uh, yesterday, the Patriots recorded their 17th consecutive 10-win season. 17th consecutive 10-win season in the NFL. And you just think about over those 17 years, Dan, all of the turnover and the different things that have come and gone in the league. And one thing remains steady is the fact that that team is uh, and that organization and franchise continues to win at least 10 games a year. It's mind-blowing. And yet Including you got a year Jerry. when Matt Castle won 11. Yes, exactly. Uh, you also got Jerry Jones uh, ready to actually have a uh, coronary here. He uh, comes out and says yesterday that the makeup of this team, he should not be this frustrated. Uh, went on to say things like, you know, specialty, we got out coached. We shouldn't be getting out coached. You know, Jerry is sending a uh, message. Jerry really wanted to win that game yesterday in Robert yeah. Kraft's building, did he not? Yes, he and, could talk about uh, it at the golf club. Yeah. I, um, at the massage parlor, whatever. <laughs> but is this not your own fault, though, Jerry? Honestly, is this not your own fault? You, uh, you continue to... You keep Garrett there. You've kept Garrett there. Everybody and their mother has been saying you got to get rid of Jason Garrett as a coach. But you keep him there because he's the perfect kind of coach, uh, coach that doesn't – he doesn't rock the boat, yes, right? He's he's a Jerry guy. And this yes, – so yep. unless you're willing to be uncomfortable, Jerry, then how in the hell are you expecting your team to ever take that step and actually get something accomplished? So I think it begins and ends – with Jerry, not you can point the finger at Jason Garrett and Calamore all you want. The reality is you created this because you haven't you haven't demanded anything more than mediocrity from this organization. Yeah, I mean, I, I think that's fair, right? They're, they're, they've been 8-8 eight and eight a lot of the years. Jason Garrett's career record is around that. And, we, you know, it's been the narrative around Garrett for, I don't know, four years or so, Joe, that, right. that he's, he's a guy that, you know, just he's average. You know, and some of the in-game yeah. calls and some of, like you said, the team management just isn't there necessarily. I've been talking for a while about Lincoln Riley as a guy that he's got on his radar. Um, but we'll see. I mean, you know, the idea, like, they still only lost by four at New England, which is no easy, you know, no small task. They could wind up as a division champion. But 
are they a team that's really going to take that next step? No, not necessarily. And they have the personnel, Joe. They really do. They have personnel on defense. They have guys like Zeke, Amari, and Dak, which are legitimate. They have a top 10 offensive line. So Mm -hmm. where else do you point the finger? I, I don't know. I don't know why there were a couple of decisions in that game. It seemed to me that that Zeke was having some success running the ball. You got that offensive line, right? The weather is terrible. Right. You've got all sorts of opportunities there to center it around and control the line of scrimmage. And yet, not just with New England, we've seen it against Green Bay, against Minnesota. Every team that is above 500 that has, it, you know, a halfway decent front, they, ain't, they can't get the job done. So then you got to ask yourself, all right, so is it coaching or is that offensive line just not as good as we all think it is? Uh, are they maybe a little bit, um, I guess, overvalued? You look great against 500 or less, but man, you start getting those winning teams with those good front sevens in uh, in football and they disappear. Or it becomes the Dak Prescott where they're asking Dak to throw 40 times a game. Like, I... I don't know what it is at this point. I just don't think Dallas is as good as people pretend they are, or maybe that, uh, you know, that they are there. The sky and it always seems to be like, well, their, their, their level should be up here, but they're always, is it really though? Or are they exactly where they should be? Are they exactly at their ceiling? Cause I keep hearing about how this Cowboys, the ceiling is, it should be all the way up here, but is it really? I don't know. Is that defense? Are you are you scared of that defense? Should Buffalo be scared of that defense? Because the market's saying Dallas is seven points better than Buffalo, and yet I don't see it, Dane, on any level. Yeah, I remember, you know, 20 minutes ago, I was saying I can't wait until it gets to seven and a half, and I would take Buffalo, right? right. So I, I, I'm with you on that. And, 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 you know, but this is the thing, Joe. Remember when I say never too high, never too low, right? Because right. I also – I don't want to over – Stated and wind up undervaluing them either. They are an they're a, they're an above average team in my opinion, Joe. You know, if you asked me at the beginning of the year, I was like they're a nine and seven team. They're profiling to be the same kind of thing. When you talk about their offensive line, I don't think they're overvalued. I think it's about valuing them objectively and correctly. They for years were the undisputed number one or two offensive line in the league. They're not right. that in my opinion anymore. But they're still a top 10 offensive line, you know, but that difference from being, say, number two to number nine shows up in some of these ways. It's the same as like when the Seahawks eventually regressed a little bit from the Legion of Boom and that defense where they maybe still a top half defense. Yes, but that difference starts to play out in the game. And that's what I think they are. I think they're a above average team, but not one that when they step up in class and have to see the Saints, the Niners, the Vikings, these teams, they they will lose. That's why we said, Joe, or I said about an hour ago, I will take right now wild card one on the road at the NFC East Division champion. This is exactly why. That's where their level is, in my opinion. Yeah, but it's amazing to me that we, the Cowboys are always getting viewed as if, they, as if they are this upper echelon team. People have talked about the Cowboys like they are what we're seeing with the 49ers this year or yeah. what we're seeing. And they're just not. That's not what they are. It's not what they They have not been that since Emmett 
and Troy and Irving, you know, we're scrolling aside. We're, uh, you know, up and yeah. down the sidelines there. That's it. I mean, the cow- it's amazing to me how long, like we just said, 17 consecutive years with 10 wins or more. You know, that's what that's what Jerry wants. That's what sure. Jerry thinks. And that's what the perception of the Cowboys is. Only that's not who they are. You are a eight and eight, nine and seven team. That's all you are. Occasionally you'll have 10 wins. You know what I mean? But then ultimately so, you'll get exposed in the playoffs right. in a big game. And that's right. always it's, the same thing with them. Always. And yet we never we never wrap our heads around that. We're always talking about the Cowboys as if they're um they're not living up to their potential. Now I think they are. I think this is their potential. Right. And that's the thing, Joe. You know, and I hate to say it in this way, but like people just need to listen to us, Joe. You know what I mean? Because you say, like, we never figure it out. But you and I have. We've been saying it. And you say, like, oh, people think they're like this. We didn't say that. You know what I mean? So it's kind of like you and I are not changing what we're saying. It's the public perception. It's the narrative out there that's Mm. changing. You and I have said the same thing the whole damn season. You know what I mean? About these Cowboys. You and I said the same damn thing all season about the Rams hangover or about the Bears being Fugazi. You know what Mm -hmm. I mean? Or about the coaching in San Francisco. We've been saying this. I got to say it, Joe. We have been consistent. It's the narrative that goes up and down. So when you say things like people are saying this, it's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. But part of me is like, but we aren't. You know what I mean? So. Let's not necessarily adjust to the public. Let's keep our stuff consistent and never too high, never too low. That's why people come to Sports Grid to listen to us because it's not about these crazy recency bias. We're being stable and consistent with who we think these teams are, Joe, and that's a better way to approach it. I have I just I, I can't remember a uh, professional sports franchise that for so many years has been mediocre you know an average team and yet every year it's the same old same no matter what they show you it's always this expectation that well they're going to be better I mean even the Yankees for that matter but even Yankees fans and you know another one of these unbelievable legendary franchises even Yankees are more realistic when the team sucked over the last 10 years. I mean, they haven't made it to a World Series, right? In the only decade they haven't done it. But yet there were never moments where the expectations when the Yankees were bad and and really had no chance. That was the expectation. The Cowboys? The Cowboys are on a whole different field here, man. They're on a whole different level playing field. And when I say though, when I say people, I mean the market. Look at the yeah, market right. and the pricing of the Dallas Cowboys all season long as if they were one thing and yet they are shocked when they don't live up to that potential and and uh, and go the other way. And really, it's it- one thing to beat. You couldn't even beat the damn Jets. I mean, come right. on. You couldn't even beat the Jets on the road. How much more do we have to see from the Cowboys to go? These guys are the biggest frauds that there are. Yeah. And Jerry, you can say all you want. It begins and ends with you, my man. I, should you have should the change have been made with uh, Garrett? Yeah, it should have been made a long time ago. You're about to hand out how much money to a quarterback that is, yeah, has shown flashes that he's great when you're playing teams like Cincinnati. But mm-hmm. I, I, are you going to pay Dak Prescott that kind of money to go? Do you, is it Dak? Is it the coaching staff? Like he's got some decisions to make here, Jerry, man, before he starts doling out. Uh, all of this money for a quarterback and wide receiver combo that don't show up in big games. Yeah, I mean, I think that's fair, 
Joe. You know, but that's why I say like we you have to view them when you say the market kind of overvalues them. Well, then that's an opportunity if you listen to Make It Rain in the Sports Grid Network. You know what I mean? Because we've been saying that that's inefficiency. We've been saying that that's perception versus reality. You know, what's and their, so what's their I, market? Wish, what, what's their future? I, what's the future right now of them winning the uh, winning the NFC East? It's probably something it shouldn't be. It's probably it's right. probably you more ridiculous I, than anything else. Home, Joe, you and I both still right now like Philadelphia to win the division. I do. Yes, I do actually. Right. I, I absolutely. That's what I'm saying. Do. So right now, yep. um, Philly should be the favorite. Yeah, and they're not. And this is great. This is a this is our point, right? Great yep. value. Right, right now, Dallas is minus 220 to win that division, Joe. Look at the schedule. The, the Eagles <laughs> are plus gotta... 150, Joe. The Eagles are plus wow. 150. Like, yeah. right now, for example, Joe, for example, the Packers and the Vikings are tied right now, right? Yes. Right? But the Vikings are plus 120, and the Packers are minus 175, right? Yep. But these yep. Cowboys, they're thinking are huge favorites. What do they have? A one-game lead on Philly with one left to play in That's Philadelphia, if, if I don't remember uh, accurately. Correct. You know what I mean? Yep. Like, it's... I think it's yep. crazy, and this is to your point, the idea of value. To your point, that's why I say I'm going to wait for the Bills yep. to be get the hook because we both know, Joe, it's going to happen because of the perception of Dallas. This yep. is what the betting market is, Joe. You find mm -hmm. inefficiencies between what you think is real and what the perception is out there, and there's a gap between that and when it comes to the Dallas Cowboys, a gap that you can take advantage of. Yeah, and I got news for you. I don't necessarily, the way the schedule lines up here, certainly with Philadelphia having to, I mean, tough games. They've got to beat, uh, let's see, they got to beat the Giants twice, yep. um, which is, yeah, that's going to be, they got to beat Miami. Oh, heaven forbid. Uh, they've got, oh, Washington. Like, their Bye. schedule lines up. They will win those games, Philadelphia. They will win those games. Dallas, it starts Thursday. With Buffalo, Buffalo another team Chicago, over the Rams, over five hundred at Philly, yeah, over five hundred. Buffalo, by the way, a team is something yep. you have not been able to do all year long, which is beat a winning team. So, and I, Thursday I think night on the road, huge value. Yep, at Chicago, who's playing for yep. their lives? Then the Rams yep. playing for their lives at Philly. I'm telling, I like it, Joe. We should yep. while we bet Eagles NFC East champs right now. I'm telling you, and that's my point is the that whole overvaluing craziness yep. where people just they won't let it Meanwhile, go Philly man has they Miami, have to... the Giants twice yep right and Washington exactly. for their last yep. five they and then the game against Dallas yep it's uh I think we're Eagles both on a Rams champs. tonight is that Let's correct are we doing a Rams tonight yeah I like the Rams I like the Rams, Rams too yeah both on yep. the Rams morning after next we'll break it down for you again tomorrow make it rain people DailyRoto.com. Learn from the game's best DFS players. We don't just give you premier advice. We play every day. All major sports, all year round, we never stop. Industry-leading DFS tools and custom projections. And now, the DailyRoto.com Optimizer. In minutes, build an optimized lineup for cash games and tourneys. Learn from the game's best DFS players. Join DailyRoto.com.
did you miss me? Here's what you missed on Make It Rain. And I don't want to miss a thing. There are instances of this all weekend long where we just, some guys are not ready for prime time. Do I have to even bring up Dak Prescott? Do I have to bring up that name in the situation where you just not getting the job done? And yet guys that, I don't know, like Sam Darnold, guys like, uh, yeah, you know, Kyle Allen, guys getting Josh Allen, if or even, you know what I mean? Guys that are really starting, I think we're starting to see the cream rise to the top here. And I think to stick a fork in some of these younger quarterbacks after a couple of weeks of them being rookies in, in many aspects, I think it's just ridiculous. And we continue to do it year after year. It amazes me. But some guys, there's just no excuse. Derek Carr and Dak Prescott. You need to, that's where you come into play. Raise the damn team. Put them on your back and win these games when it matters the most. You know, Joe, we kind of say these things all the time. You know, we talk about, you know, when when, when Kyle Allen was winning four in a row, we were cautioning people there's still a reason that he was, in fact, listed as a backup on the depth chart. But at the same time, the first time he had a stinker, I remember coming on this show and saying, well, but it was against San Francisco, and he had a quarterback rating of 85 or higher in five of the six games. The one that he didn't was at San Francisco. And we had just finished talking about how San Francisco can make anybody, including Aaron Rodgers, look less than stellar. I think what it comes down to, Joe, for me, is that idea of the recency bias you know it's the idea that we're never too high we should be never too high never too low on some of these guys you know there's others that we see Gardner Minshew for example right has a month where he's you know kind of a blaze of glory but then we talk about him I say all the time turning back into a pumpkin I what I say is there's very few maybe eight you know call it eight I don't know quarterbacks that are what, in my opinion, tier one quarterbacks, that what they do is raise the level of everybody else given their play. Then there's actually, in my opinion, a very big middle, Joe. There's a very big middle tier in the NFL of like 12 to 14 quarterbacks who on any given week could look good for a stretch of a month. Dak Prescott could look great, but still you know, is a product of scheme, other players around them, the matchup, and and can look good or can look bad. And a lot of the quarterbacks you're talking about right now are in that middle, Joe, where, yeah, they're going to look great some weeks, but they're not truly elite.